This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo, it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. Jack Fritz, James Seltzer, Bill and Wild. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, I hope everyone's doing well. We got a lot to get into tonight. You know, Philly's made some signings since we last talked. Um, but let's start with the most important thing. And we're going to talk a lot about the Phillies yearbook here because for the first time in the history of the show, I actually watched one. So that, that's an exciting thing. But I got to start at the top with the, the thing that's most on my mind right now. Super. Yes. Um, an hour and 10 minutes the Phillies yearbook it was delightful I enjoyed all of it I may have cried multiple times gotta say little disappointed we weren't in it I'm just saying I'm just I mean leaders of the movement it's not like we said that other people have said that and you know so I don't know that's how I come in tonight a little muted yo a little muted feel I'm excited I'm, I'm excited to talk to you. I'm excited it's a new year and, and potentially a year we win the World Series. That's on the table. A little disappointed tonight, Jack. How you doing, buddy? Well, it's not even that. It is it is the fact that <laughs> it, it's the fact that a guy named Elliot Shore Parks, who, if mm-hmm. you are not aware, um some would say is a journalist. Frankly, I don't. Um, <laughs> I would say it's more of a personality, like an Eagles personality. Sure. More sure. than anything. An um, entertainer, you might say. Yeah. I mean, sure. Um, <laughs> what I, What is definitively true about Elliot Shore Parks is that he doesn't like baseball that much. <laughs> and for years, you know, oh, Phillies, oh, who cares? Blah, blah, blah. They're like the eighth most popular team in the city. Blah, blah, blah. Union. The second, the, people uh, like the Union more than the Phillies. And the second they go on a run and he <laughs> opens his eyes to how great baseball is in the city of Philadelphia and how great it is when they're winning and how much it takes over the city. You know, he comes on with this thirsty take. Uh, on I guess it was Go Birds. I don't listen to that show. Well, that's the annoying part. Is it's Elliot Shore Parks? Oh, I get. I, I go totally. I'm I'm the totally guy. It's like you couldn't say what I said, but we couldn't take my thing before. I'm with you. Go ahead. Well, they probably thought they had. They probably thought it was gonna be like copyright infringement because they were like, I didn't know Charlie Day <laughs> did a Eagles podcast. Yeah, so it's gonna be too difficult to clear this with Charlie Day's people. Let's just use the other guy. It's a good point. It's a good point. So, um, but like you know, I, I just. The wrong guy got rewarded. Is my main point. It, like the, to, to to boil this all down, I don't need to. I don't need to. You know, beat around the bush and get cute. Um, the wrong guy was rewarded. The wrong guys were rewarded. Um, this is a man who uh, no backbone when it comes to the baseball. Um, you know, and he has this thirsty take of that's the greatest single Philly sports sporting event of my entire life, which is like relax. I mean, not really, you know, like the, the I get the oh one game one, whatever. Uh, there's so many games in 07 through 11. There was Deshaun Jackson punt return. Yeah, they won the freaking World Series they in won between the Super that. Bowl. Yeah, and the Super Bowl. I mean, come on. Uh, you know, to, to, <laughs> yeah. to see such a third. Since Iverson? Come on. 
And listen, I know that people are going to listen to this and Ellie is probably going to listen to it and say, oh, you're just being salty. Yeah, I am. Like, there's there's no doubt about it. There's no freaking doubt about it. I'm salty about it. So now that was not in the Phillies. uh, That was not the the World Series video. Yes. DVD. And, and, you know, you and I are are both big fans of Neighbor Dan. Um, Love Neighbor Dan. It's our guy. Frankly. Uh, we would have known about this if you didn't hadn't sent it along. So it's good looking out, and and well, and I will say, I think it's important that we knew, though, don't you think? Like we don't want to go around being ignorant to the fact that other people are hearing this and thinking, like, oh wow, wow. We need to be able to respond to it. Like that, I, I'm I'm appreciative that this was well, alerted. You know, here's what, here's, here, here's what I want to say is like I don't want, you know, the the Phillies fan that might not listen to this podcast, which is absurd um to have <laughs> to have heard what elliot said and right. thought that's my guy because he's not your guy like i <laughs> just being completely honest he's not your guy he if you if you follow him on twitter you're not going to see one tweet about the phillies ever and i bet you a hundred dollars he couldn't name two of the teams that craig kimbrell's been a part of in his entire tenure before being a philly mm-hmm. so um it was massively, massively disappointed. Um, now, back to the Phillies yearbook. So, um, first off, uh, I want to give you a nice pat on the back. I am I am proud of you for wow. finally watching. It was um, great. What a delight. Yeah. And well, maybe but, is- but I will say, if you're going to, because I'm going to let you continue here, but I will say, Super, if you're giving me, nice. <laughs> me the pat on the back, which I appreciate and I deserve, I mean, frankly, um, I will say that, and I loved it, I I it's I'm even more emboldened in my belief now that watching those for like 2017 and 2016 is like maniac behavior, like psychopath. And I love you and I love neighbor Dan and any other psycho. You're a psychopath for what it was delightful because it was that year. Like what a, what a tragedy it would be to watch that like 2013 video yearbook. Oh, like, come on. Um, like I, I can't, there are 10,000 things I'd rather do. So anyway, continue. I just want to, I appreciate the praise, but like, you're a psycho. That's my, my real takeaway from it for watching those other years. Wouldn't be the first time. Uh, <laughs> here's my position. Um, they make you feel it 10 times more. Yeah. You got to see, this is my whole thing. This has been my take for a while. Championships aren't that fun. Uh, <laughs> this, for what it's worth, this is actually a true Jack Fritz thing. Like, this is something he believes. Like, going through and being part of the buildup and the heartbreak and the torture and the, and the, this is, I, I don't, why do I waste my time? And like, every September collapsing and all the hope that you would have heading into a season, all for it to be freaking collapsed. And, and, and then you, you finally break through. And that's why it felt so special. And I know there's a lot of people that jumped on the, the playoff bandwagon. I, nice. I understand it. Welcome aboard. Only- Unlike Jack, I'm very happy to have you here. I've come around. You on did. The- you did. You yes. did. After your gatekeeper thing, you you you've softened your stance. We'll say. Yeah. I did. Um, I love you. You're like you literally were like, I will be the gatekeeper. <laughs> watch the watch the 2018 video of your book for me one time. You know, know where we come from. You know, before you start, it's really about the takes that like it's really the strong opinions from people who I noticed are watching last week. You know, like, like that was more. 
Yeah, that was more my problem. And and honestly, I I believe this to my core of every human I know. There is no one who who is bothered by that more. Like that is your number one. This drives me crazy type of thing. Is that fair to say? I would say so. Yeah. It's just like, you know, it's why I don't like saying go birds. It's because I, I, it's because, I know. no, it's, it's because these people from high school who I know couldn't name five Eagles from 2000 on. Yeah. Uh, all We're back sudden, to no, gatekeeping. We're back to gatekeeping. Go birds. We, we, we've come right back to this. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, just, it's not gatekeeping. Well, it's just okay. a minor annoyance. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I like going through and reliving it so that, Honestly, so that I have a uh, a mental note in the back of my head of like, I've seen this before. I remember what happened here. I remember what happened here. Is this going to happen again? It's all about historical background on our favorite baseball team. Look at you. So, um, it's yes. work. It's work. This, is the point. This <laughs> sure. is just, it, you're just preparing yourself to be the ultimate Phillies guy. Wow. I appreciate that. Um. And so this year's yearbook, it was, it was awesome. Um, I wish it was two hours. Like, yeah. I, I wish the first, I mean, the, the playoffs should have been, should have been an hour long. Like it was like, play the games. Just I know it was like 45. It was only, it was like, it was less than half of it was the playoffs. And I know that proportionally it's way, but you could have shown way more, way more of the playoffs. Guy. Well, and the one thing that I would have liked is a, is like a, it's probably harder now. Like, um, with, there's still like COVID and, um, you know, I think it was, it's probably harder than it was like back in the day, but like some behind the scenes stuff, you know, like yes, in the, in absolutely. the clubhouse and, and a little more like, like there was a narrative, but it was very choppy, you know, it was basically like, all right, we started okay. And then it was kind of bad. And then we got good. And then Bryce got hurt. I mean, they didn't even show the Bryce injury, which I thought was a weird choice. Like they just kind of didn't play the Michael Bourne clip. They, they, they didn't play any of that on. stuff. Like, that's what I mean. Like there were so many spots where it felt like, all right, you could have like stretch. And I understood they'd kind of jumped over the bad stuff. Like, fine. I get that. <laughs> I'm cool. Some of us, like, some like, of us, it was like, World Series no hitter. And then the next game was Aaron Chasm Corbin made the catch. It was like, yeah, okay. Um, but like, I get it, but th- I'm so with you. There were a lot of things that I thought really could have been fleshed out more. And I understand that you're, you know, it's on YouTube. Like who cares? People are either going to watch it or they're not. It's not like you have to buy airtime or anything like that. It's not like it's on freaking NBC sports. And you're like, you have an hour to make this. This is the time slot or it's on NBC or whatever. Like, why not give us more? Why not blow it out? Especially this. I understand if it's an hour, an hour and 10 minutes when it's, you know, 20, 2013 or 2017 or whatever. But give us two hours. Give us two and a half. It can't be enough. Make as far a motion as picture. Yes. Man, make it a motion picture. Have a, have, a, have a day down at the ballpark where everyone can come watch it. I mean, I guess it was like 25 degrees when they released it. So probably not like the, the best idea. I will say this. It is good. Um, and it's important. Maybe the most important part of this whole thing, James. Is that it's going to replace like all the bad or the overused rain delay theater? So, oh, that's a good they- point. Oh, that's <laughs> really, I didn't think about that. That's a really a great point, actually. The now, and stuff and all that. Yeah. If cool. I was the producer, not that I am one that produces, no, but um, if I am putting it as rain delay theater. I am fast forwarding through the first 45 minutes. Oh my God. That's my whole point. Like the first 45 minutes is until we get to like the game in Houston. I just don't care. Like you could also couple like the hater one was fun. The veerling hit against Toronto with the four game or five a game. Like that was fun. Like there are moments I was like, Oh yeah, that was cool. 
but just give me the playoff run. Just make it the playoff run. That's all I need. Um, that and like I could have. I don't know. I thought Game One in the Cardinal series was pretty important, and it kind of yeah. felt like it just happened. Well, they all know? did. They all did. They showed like a highlight or two from those games, and yes, they were big ones and stuff. But it was like there was so much more. There was so much like. It didn't feel like it was telling me the story as much as just giving me highlights. And the highlights were awesome. And there were so many great ones, but it didn't feel as, as narrative driven as much as just like this happened, then this happened, then this happened. You know what I mean? Um, I, it was funny though. Like when the, the gene hit went through and they were playing the Fransky calls and stuff, I had this like, you know, producer brain in the back of my head where i heard the i could just hear the overmodulation, and it was like, well you know what's funny is no I, one could fix it dude like it was so bad that even like professional video yearbook like mlb no one could fix how overmodulated fransky and la were for that moment because they were so excited and it's funny too because they also cut it before it's the one moment in the whole run it's because it's the first one i think it's because he's so excited and he's back there it's the one moment where Fransky, as he's making a big call, has a, a, like it's the most minor stoppage, but he has like almost a when he's saying it's a, a three, a three run. Do you know what I mean? If you, we've heard this clip so many times, but it's like the one moment where he kind of like stops for a second because he's so excited. Like he's so like, I can't believe I'm back here. And every other call is like perfect from then. And they cut it before it was, it was, I was expecting it, but it was well, they, they, producer break. Yeah. Um, all this talking is just really. I need it. I want to go back. Like I, well, I, I mean, I took notes. I did the whole thing. I know. I, if, I will say though. I will say not, you know, it's not all good vibes. Cause it was fun, but I really, honestly, as I was watching it, like I kept thinking of you, I kept thinking of, of you, the pod we did when they lost the world series. And now we were both down, but you kept talking about, man, this was so special. And it's so hard to have this kind of thing happen. I was, like as much as I loved it, I was crying. I was nearing it. I did feel that like bleep, man. Like we didn't win. Like this feels like it should be a World Series winning yearbook, right? Like as I'm watching, I'm like, this is all. Even the way they talked, they're like, we knew what our goal was. We knew we had to get there. We only had this way more. Like the whole time, it's all about winning the World Series. And then it's like, oh, we came up two games short, and, it, and like they did, and it is what it is. But I felt it, man. Like I felt that, like mm, we we're right there. We 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 had it. We had the freaking like I felt it again, and and it was awesome to watch. But I also did feel that pain again, man. I felt the pain again, like really felt it. Well, you weren't the first. Uh, you weren't the only person that said that to me. You know, there was a lot of people that were like, "We should have won." Like, and, yeah. and and I think the further and further that we um that we get removed from it, I think we're gonna start having that feeling more and more. Where it's like, dude, they're up two one in the World Series, yeah. like. They're up 2-1 in the World Series, and they should have won game five. Like, you, you can't convince me otherwise. They should have won game five. I rewatched it the other day. You want to talk about having a sickness? Wow, that's yeah, tough. I, I rewatched it. I rewatched I, it. I, I, I could rewatch the game, but I think I would fast forward through the Marsha Bat, the Hoskins play, and the, the and the Chaz Cat. I'd say, oh, time to fast forward. Nothing happened here. Just keep going. Like, I, I don't think I, I'm ready for those. And the and the Hoskins at bat. Like, I'm, I don't think I'm ready for those games. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm proud of you. That's tough. Yeah. Well, it was when I was on vacation and there I MLB Network was like replaying all the games or whatnot. Um, I did not watch Game Six. I 
Nope. Yeah, yeah no, I don't care. No, 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 no. No, no, uh, no, I, I, no, no. I forgot. I had forgotten in watching thing where Schorber. I mean, dude, that guy hit so many big homers to start <laughs> off. Like he just was like, all right, we need a homer to start this one. Got you guys, no problem. Like it was, dude. The, pretty the, wild, the, man. The two homer game. The two homer game in, in Houston to to clinch. yes to clinch to clinch. It was the only two runs. Like we don't talk about that enough. You're so right. Like and and it's, and there's a forty. Fifth and forty six or whatever. To Stott had a homer, right? I think Stott had a homer in that. Game. Was it three nothing in that one? Okay, yeah. Either way, I thought it was two. It might have been Stott too, but either way, like, man, he the dude just had so many settled down. I got this moments. It was really that was one of my big takeaways from rewatching. It was just kind of how much Schwarber just kind of went out and really set this team on a a, a path, you know, on a night tonight. But I it may honestly, as someone who's been very staunch and like Trey Turner should be the leadoff, like I've I've been there. It's kind of made me re watching the yearbook. It's kind of, I'm not kidding. It's kind of made me go back and be like, I don't know, actually. Like when you start off the game with a bomb, like there's something to that. There's something like that really gets win, it going I, for you. I so. I probably should stop saying this stat until I like figure out what it is, but I'm like <laughs> I love that. I'm pretty sure is, that I love I'm pretty sure that you win 70% of the ball games where you start up one nothing. So, like, what gives you the best chance to go up one nothing? Yeah, that's a great point. Run. Um, <laughs> first to bat, yeah, do it. Um, yeah, so you like teams are just trying to find the best way to go up one nothing, whatever, regardless. Um, you know what moment I think I'm gonna keep going back to is like, it's like an underrated, unbelievable moment that, like, I just, I'm, I'll never forget it. Um, so let me guess because I wrote one down because I have a similar moment. Is it during the season or a playoff moment? It's it's during the playoff run. And it, and okay, it's... so I have a season moment that we talked about a lot when it happens. But I go but in the video yearbook I went back to, and it just it really was a special moment. Go ahead, you go first. Okay, so like it's gonna be one of those moments where everyone's gonna talk about the Schwarber homer in San Diego. Everyone's gonna talk about the Hoskins two homer game, the Hoskins bat spike, all the moments, right? But the moment for me that honestly makes me the most happy is the stop double against the Braves. Man. Where for and and why I think it it matters so much to me is for years you and I and and our listeners, you know, we would tell people about the CBP roar and like it just it's just that little different like extra level level of oomph that you just don't hear everywhere, you know. Um, and I've heard it at some, at some, level. like, I think Yankee stadium back in the day had that mm -hmm. little extra loudness, um, and Fenway in the early two thousands had it like there are spots, you know, there are but... spots. Like I think a couple of the Correa, I think the Correa walk off, not against us, but obviously not cause he wasn't there, but there's some moments where it's like, there it is. But the start double. Yeah. Well, it was the, the first one. It was the yeah, first game. 10 years. Run. Yeah. You know, 10 years since our last uh, 11. 11 years since our last home playoff game. Uh, the loudest moment probably since like what the Howard Homer off Loesch. I don't know. Um, yeah, probably. I mean, since since game one against Cardinals in some form or another, probably. But just the the roar and 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 Forget LA you, yeah. LA going listen to this place and like it, it was just. I'm always gonna. I'm always gonna remember. And a great at bat too. Oh, and a great at bat. And I was the bat. Yeah, it was the Myers bat. No, it's a great one. I was thinking more going back to to rewatching the Alec Bohm moment and just how cool that was. The, the way they show it with the, you know, the him, him saying, I believe and hate this place. And then, you know, 
the the comments after and owning it and then the cheer like it, it really was like a beautiful little like you know a story in three parts or whatever you know when people tweet that crap or whatever like it felt like that felt like a, you know a, i bleep and hate this place i'm sorry i didn't mean it i don't hate this place standing ovation like it was just like a really like it was like man like that was cool as hell dude because it was such a and look i think the the fans and look they they hype it up in the video you know they do that montage for them where it's like the fans the fans the fans you were dombrowski and harper and all those guys but like it was just because like the playoff stuff and i want to get cbp because it's the best part of the yearbook is cbp i mean there's just no question it's unbelievable it's just as amazing as it was but i thought that was a cool moment early in the year that was just a a, a symbol to everyone of the type of fans that philly fans are and what we are and, and how we go about our business and I thought it was just so perfectly encapsulated in that like one minute and three shots or whatever. I thought it was, I thought it was great, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, it kind of takes you back and it, it makes you like Alec Bohm even more. Like even was, more, dude, even I've more. Never, I've never seen an athlete be that. Well, I mean, I'm sure I have, but like he was so real, you know, he's yeah. real. He's authentic. You can see it on his face. You can, as he's talking, you're like, feel it like the nerves but also the like i'm owning this like it really it was so real yeah. it really was yeah. you really felt bad for the guy but yeah. <laughs> yeah um well that's the thing is as i was watching him own it like i i i was reminded of how young he is like it felt like i'm looking at him I'm like man like you're a kid you're a kid who just got in got in it with philip freaking delphia like philadelphia you just got in it and you're like owning it and, and you're you're nervous and you're whatever i just I had a lot of feels during it. I really did. I, dude, I, I probably welled up like 15 <laughs> times. I was, I was a master. At one point, I was like out and out bawling during it. So, yeah, it was wow. Great. That's a lot. Uh, yeah. I don't think I, I might have welled up. Not um, like, but you might have welled up. It was like 10 yeah. times. Are you kidding me? They were like, I kept like, oh, God. Like, you do none of that. What are you, a robot? I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I might have to, I might have to play. I like, I don't know. I watched all. Like I watched all the clips like all throughout after. Like I know, you know, I know. I'll rewatch re it. Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah, I was feeling it, dude. It was, was a little dead. late. It was a little late at night when I got back. Yeah, uh, I was. It, so. I was emotional. I felt. Yeah, it. well, you're an emotional guy. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> you got if one of the two of us were more likely to cry during it, it would be me. That's without a doubt. So. Well, yeah. Um. So <laughs> overall, <laughs> overall, yes, I miss it a lot. Um, it made me it made me want baseball back. and how about the trade turner shot at the end too? the nice little tease where they're like and we have an ownership that's willing to go out and they shot a trade turner smile you know i was like man trade turner's a philly how cool is that like it was a nice little add on at the end um a couple other things and we'll move on to actual baseball talk um a couple other things from it that i thought stood out uh, uh cbp again just to hammer on like especially having been there for so many of those to watch it and just see it on tv and the noise and the crowd and just how freaking cool it was like it really is special like that is something that that none of us will ever forget and it was really um it was the best environment i've ever been a well, part it, of it was it was so much like 08 from that standpoint exactly like, it was even better it was even better i'm telling you man. even better i was, than I was at those games Dude, I wasn't at World Series games, but I was at games in a way. I was at games that whole run. Like, and maybe it's just because it had been so long and I'm older and all that, that. It felt better to me. But in terms of just pure loudness, pure roar, I think it was louder in 2022. I really do. Well, we did have to wait uh, 11 years with pent up. Uh, That's what I mean. To, I think that was part out. of it. Yeah. Um, and then my last thought. Oh, two last thoughts. Um, one being 
we don't talk enough about the rain before the Harper Homer and how that <laughs> set the whole thing up. Seriously, I forgot about it again. And we talked about it at the time, but like in hindsight, thank God, you know, it set up the best moment of the whole run. Like, thank you for that. It's awesome. But we don't talk about enough how about how effed up that if we lose that game, if we go to San Diego and lose, like we're looking back at that as as like Jabba Chamberlain with the the gnats or whatever it was, and like all these moments where you're like. You know, that that ruined it. The rain delay in Indians, Cubs, like Guardians, Cubs now, but Indians at the time, all that. Um, and then the last thing is um, just uh, uh, having, you know, heard uh, when they talked about, uh, not talked about, when they played Harper when he was announcing, Bryce Harper can step into the announcing booth right now and be the best announcer in the sport. He's phenomenal. Dude, he is, he is, he runs circles around Alex Rodriguez. The one time he announced, he's that much better. Like it's, it's hard to his love of the game, his knowledge of the history of the game, his ability to talk about the game in a approachable way. I just, I know I thought it at the time when I heard it, but listening to that stuff, I was just Bryce Harp. And I'm sure he doesn't need to be. He's got 330 million reasons that he well, doesn't need to do Tom that. He lo- loves the game. You never know. He could do it right now. He could step in and be the best in the sport right now. I believe that to my core. And people forget during that broadcast, Bryce said that Trey Turner is his favorite player in the league. And here we are. And Trey Turner is a Philly. So that's uh, everyone needs to be reminded every once in a while that Trey Turner is a Philly. Um, Yes. And you bring up um, the Harper Homer. I just still can't believe that they didn't bring in Josh Hader. Like it's just, it's unbelievable. It's got to be up there at the worst managerial decisions of all. And I know that Robert Suarez hadn't allowed a homer to left the all year, but it's just like, that is insane. It's insane. I think it's, I think it's the, 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 like looking back at the whole run, I think it's still the biggest, like, I can't believe it moment of the runner. Like, how did that well, happen? You know, besides pulling Wheeler and Gabe Six. <laughs> honestly, you're, I, honestly, I actually, as I agree that that's close, I actually think. N- not putting hater in is more indefensible. Yeah, I, I really do. Yeah, I, I really do. Like, um, and, and like definitively more, you know? Well, it's, it's that it's, uh, was it, uh, AJ Hinch not bringing in Garrett Cole. It's it was Britain. that leaving, leaving, uh, uh, what's his name in Helsley in, uh, to just <laughs> flounder the car. Like there were so many of those. Vibes, well, right? I have a, pulling Quintana. I mean, pulling, pulling Quintana, Quintana another one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think Marmol's bad. I think Oliver Marmol is a bad man. Well, listen, you know, not all of, all of us have the baseball experiences of, of Rob Thompson on our That's side. That's true. So. Oh, by the way, do two quick questions. Uh, two last things about the yearbook, but they both relate to you. They're both questions hmm. for you. One, hearing Topper said eight trillion times in that thing, and then reiterating that how many more Topper? Or this many Topper, you know, the whole thing. How many more JT? This many Topper. Like, it's a pretty big L for you. Do you do you feel that as you listen every time you're like, oh, it should be Tomper, but I lost. I'm an idiot. I, I thought it was Tomper. It was Topper. I was I was wrong. Like, is that is that hard to deal with on a day to day basis? So that big an L? I, I can't be more thrilled that you keep bringing this up. I <laughs> I really it's just I, I love I love talking about this so much. I don't know how I don't know how much more clear I have to make myself. Like. First off, didn't notice it. So thank you. <laughs> ruining the yearbook. You me. will next time you watch. And that. and second off, I don't know how many times I have to tell you. I understand that some of some of them call him Topper, but real baseball players would call him <laughs> Topper. That's 
just how it is, man. Like you little media nerds who never played the game <laughs> can call them topper. Media nerds. Us little us real baseball players know that it's topper. So that's my official official position. Um, I didn't notice it. You have ruined the yearbook for me, and you know how much I love the yearbook, and I don't appreciate it. So <laughs> congratulations. You've ruined my holidays. Yeah. Well, then I want to ask you the second one. It'll no, no. <laughs> ask it. Ask it. It's going to be how jealous of you, the Bryson Stott kid, that he was in like three different scenes and got interviewed. You're <laughs> fucking, <laughs> you couldn't get in it. <laughs> leader, leader of a movement. And they got this kid in there for like three scenes. <laughs> the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, is that the Phils don't appreciate us. I like, know. And, and it's a shame because they are where they are. I'm not going to say totally because of us, but at least partially because of us. So, you know. Yeah. We'll remember it when you're in your next yeah. World Series run, you know, yeah. 10 years from now. Well, <laughs> that's optimistic. You think so? Trend, trend, say it won't be that soon. I will say I did. I was, uh, I was, uh, you know, I was at a speaking engagement last night and so, like a lot of people asked me like, oh, I think the Phils are going to win the World Series this year. And it's like, I always say like, it's really freaking hard. No, man. I don't. Like, I mean, they're also not going to have Bryce Harper for the first three one season. Who knows how right. long it. Who nah, knows Bryce how is... long it takes him to get ready to roll that? Let me tell you yeah. something. Let me tell you something, pal. I just I'm being completely honest with you. Offseason Jack has no idea that Bryce Harper. <laughs> like, I have. It hasn't even crossed right. my <laughs> mind that Bryce Harper won't be there for opening day. Like it's so not uh, a, a, a thought of mine that I'm gonna have to watch like 80 games of baseball without Bryce Harper involved. I know. In them. I know. Like. I can't emphasize enough how much I just think he's playing opening day. So until Love he's it. not in take. the opening, until he's not in the opening day lineup, I'm going to assume he's in the opening day lineup. If that's Love okay, I, I'm you. good with it. Hey, you know who's going to be in the opening day lineup? Trey Turner. Trey Turner. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, baseball. Baseball. Um, right around the half hour <laughs> mark is is about when we get into like some right on brand here. Right on brand. The yeah, guy and, the Phillies signed that I'm sure people well, hear let, our thoughts on. Yeah. Oh, you mean slider guy? No, we'll get to slider guy. Let's 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 start with Craig Kimbrell. They signed Craig Kimbrell, Jack. Them, honestly, in the last, I don't know, uh, I want to say like 10 years of Phillies, has there been a more predictable signing in the history of the, the last decade of baseball than Craig Kimbrell eventually ending up on Dave Dabrowski's Phillies? It was we've been talking about it for years. It finally happened, Jack. He's here. Oh, lock of the century. I yeah. mean, the lock of the entire world was that Craig Campbell becomes available. He's a free agent. Um, and, you know, I, I tweeted this, but I, I feel like it's better to explain on this podcast. Um, again, this is not confirmed. I don't know if it's true or not. But I just envisioned Dave Dombrowski, like, walking to wherever the the, the analytics people are, like, wherever Ani and, and, and the, the superstars are. <laughs> and he walks in, and he's like please like <laughs> can i just have one on. guys just, like, just let me let me get one of my guys just get throw me get a bone me. throw me a bone. yeah you know and and to their credit to their credit ani and the and the group over there the last couple of years they gave him two you know so a couple of years ago was chase anderson and matt moore mm-hmm. um last year was jared Samilia brad hand um cory canable i'll give him a break on like i think Corey I Canable, anyone anyone would assign yeah, yeah, yeah um but i mean familiar and hand were just masterclass. So this year they were like, we'll give you one. 
And then you know they were sitting there at their desk and they were like, he's gonna say Craig. He's gonna say He's gonna say Craig He's gonna say Craig Just 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 get him for less than like six. Okay, Dave. Dave, can you make it under six? I Fine, we'll sign for ten. Fine. <laughs> yeah, I gave him ten, guys. I gave Fine. Him Look at his postseason numbers. Oh, wait, he wasn't on the roster. Do you guys realize this is one of the best closers in the history of the sport? Okay. He's the, Ever? He's the, he's the modern saves leader. Why don't you why don't you nerds? Why don't you nerds? He's six open away up from four hundred, okay? Six away. Wait, you can't get that kind of. You can't get that kind of experience just you know lying around. You can't. You can't get that. Well, what are you gonna do? Go go get a guy with stuff and and mold him into a closer. Oh, no. what a thought! What a thought! Let me let me get a guy that is routinely choked in big spots for a long time, and that when I won a World Series mm. wasn't even the freaking closer when he was actually at his prime. We so, need to make Chris the, Sale close games. Like, Nathan Avaldi. It's just like, uh, you know, and, and, and honestly, it's been this way. Think since... He would have learned from that. He like literally lived that. James, it has been this way since the Phillies got to him in 2011 yeah. at the end of the year where all he had to do was shut them out. And that team is in the postseason. But no, he couldn't shut down the Phillies. And then the Cardinals got in and ruined the 2011 Phillies. What like a, Craig Kimbrell has been thought, coming. Dude. Craig Kimbrell has been blowing. Blowing big games forever. It's what it's he's it's what he does. He's he's never been reliable in the postseason. Like I mean, sure he'll have some good years, like because he's nasty and he's had great stuff. But like he's never he's never been a great postseason pitcher. He's just been like, so he's a Philly, <laughs> and that's exciting. So I um, it's fine. Uh, you know my my one of my um core beliefs as a sports fan slash um, talker is that there's no such thing as a bad one-year contract. What about Familia the, last year? Is that a bad one-year contract? Kidding. Yes, it was. It turned out it was. This is testing my limits, too. Look, I think it's fine. $10 is a lot. Like, if you would ask me, independent of the Phillies, what do you think Craig Kimbrell was signed for? I would have said, like, six or seven. I would have been like, yeah. You know, like, the Familia deal last year. Like, sure. You know, I, I think that's that seems fair. Ten million for Craig Kimbrell. Um, I think he's fine. I, I look. I think he's he's fine. It's fine to have Craig Kimbrell in your bullpen. Don't let him close big games. I mean, that's really what has come down to. And, and if I had to bet, I'm assuming he's going to be like the de facto closer. I think they will do matchup stuff and all that. But I think he's most likely to close. Right. Um, I need him not to close big games. Like I need Topper to be down to go to Sir Anthony or whatever in those spots. It's a fine signing. There are a lot of other guys I would have rather had. Um, it's the first move this offseason where I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm really happy. I love Trey Turner. I love I love Taiwan. I'm happy with this time. Matt Stram, super psyched. Like, you know, it's okay. It's not the worst move ever, but it's a one-year deal. Like, whatever. I don't like that his career ERA in the postseason is 413. Um, especially for how nasty he is. Like you think about how talented that guy is. It's absurd that his ERA is that high. Um, so here's my thing. He is, here's what I like about it. Okay. What I like about it is you are getting a guy that does have, you know, his velocity is down a little bit. Um, the slider is not as, as sharp as it was, but you're getting a guy who still throws 95 to 97 ish um, that still has white bot slider um, stuff like that. You're getting him off of probably his worst 
year. I mean, he was left off a postseason roster. Like the the Dodgers left him off the postseason roster. So I think you're getting a motivated Craig Kimball, which I think is important. And he was um, great two years ago. Like two years ago, he was really good. You know, so he's only it, one season removed from having a really nice season. And it seems like he goes good year, bad year, good year, bad year, good year, bad year. So yeah. maybe he goes good year for us this year. It's a one year deal, whatever. It's fine. Um, uh, Gal wrote a whole article about how like he he doesn't think he's going to be the closer. He thinks that you know they're going to go you know uh, whoever and and play matchup seven eight nine and get through a game. And while like I I I I, I see his point, I I don't agree. Like I think Kimbrel's the closer, and I, I do think, too. I do too because I think it's what they it's it's essentially what they wanted out of Knable. Um, I think he's replacing Knable. And they want to make him the closer. And I think they want to have Sir Anthony Alvarado be able to come in before that. And then, you know, give the ninth to Kimbrell. And maybe some nights it's like, okay, the heart of the order is, you know, batting in the ninth and we'll give it to Sir Anthony or whatever. Um, But I just, I'm walking into the season expecting Craig Kimbrell to be the closer. Like, I I think he's going to be the closer. Um, So that's worrisome. He was Good in the first half of last year. Um, good a couple of years ago with the Cubs. It was a disaster with the White Sox when they try to make him like Liam Hendricks setup guy. Like if you're going to, if you, if your idea is that you want to go get a guy that is flexible seven eight nine, then get a guy that's done it. You know, like Kimbrel's never done it. Like and and done it well. I mean, I think five, like I think five hundred eighty of his seven hundred some innings in baseball have been in the ninth inning. Um, so. If I would just would have preferred a flexible guy, and I just don't think he's that flexible. Um, so again, it's it's okay, it's fine. I'm not like super psyched about it. I think there's a chance to bounce back off of a down year. I think he's gonna be the closer. I'm not buying the no, they're gonna keep rotating him in and out. Like, I don't think that's gonna be the case. So, um, we'll see, <laughs> we'll see. I hope it works out. Um, but I'm not like super psyched about it. Yeah, I, we're in the exact same place about it, like literally exactly the same. So the bullpen as a whole, um, because I think we feel really good about the, the lineup, and obviously when Harper comes back, we feel unbelievable about the potential of that lineup. And I think the starting rotation, especially with the potential of Andrew Painter on the horizon, is exciting, though there's still little light in terms of the depth at that spot. But I think you look at the pen, and and I think there, there are real questions. You know, Sir Anthony, I think we feel great about. Alvarado... We feel great about, but let's also remember it's it's literally just three months of elite production from him and other, you know, he's in the minors, as as the yep. video yearbook reminded me halfway through that season. So it's not something we can call a lock. You know, it's a lot of question marks in the bullpen. And I think more than anything, not a ton of depth. I, I think, you know, we've talked about Griff McGarry as a potential salve for that. Like the kind of thing where, you know, if you if you just commit to him being a reliever this year at a certain point in the season, he could be a, a impact guy there for you. But are you at all concerned that there's kind of a lack of depth and and really a lack of of high end guys at the back end that you can trust? Uh, on paper, yes. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think Griff's going to be there, um, which is I think adding a power arm and a guy who we haven't talked about enough and and someone that I think is legitimately going to make a difference in this bullpen and kind of has a feel of uh, 2018 Sir Anthony is Drew Baker. You know, Drew Baker's this kid who throws a hundred. Um, you know, uh, there's been a lot of buzz all offseason that like 
he's the next big bullpen prospect to kind of you know get up here and make a difference. They haven't really had many of those guys, but yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, Sir Anthony, that's it. I just I mean, think Connor, I think Connor and Brogdon. I think we're going to have to. I think we're going to have to come to terms with they're going to go the younger route. I, I don't think they. I definitely don't think they liked signing relievers again. I mean, every offseason has been a disaster. disaster. I don't think they. I don't think they like trading for older relievers to the deadline. I mean, Robertson. By the way, speaking of which, uh, real quick, I would rather have Kimbrel for ten million than Robertson for ten million. Just want to oh, put that oh, out there. without a by by miles by miles. So, so but, well, like it's not even. I mean, Kimbrel's Kimbrel's ceiling is is like way higher than it's not even close. So yeah, yeah. I'm with. You. So um, I think it's gonna be a lot of kids, and I think they're gonna put a lot of people in positions. I think they have some good I'm stuff. Okay with that? I'm okay with that. I mean, that's I mean, a, you're making me feel better. You're making me. Feel that's better. how that's how a lot of bullpens are put together these days. And, Agree. And, we just haven't had kids. You forget it's an option. That doesn't happen here, Jack. Like we think about, oh, we gotta sign guys because they've not done this. They've been so bad at bringing up these kids who can be impact relievers. So. It, that's a positive sign. I hope Griff, I hope Baker, I hope these kids can make a difference because yeah. I do I do think it's something they're going to need. Well, and then hopefully another year of Brogdon uh, getting more comfortable. Bilotti, um it, I forgot was, about Bilotti. Bilotti's good. I like Bilotti too. I like Connor and Bilotti. Good. I think they're they're dudes. I, I feel like I like Nick Nelson more than everyone, but, oh, you know. buddy, I, 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 I'd be ecstatic to never see that guy throw another pitch with the Phillies. Oh, that's not nice. Nick, Nick um, Nelson's um, pretty good. Could, couldn't be out more out on Nick Nelson. No, like, Nick I, Nelson's pretty good. I, I, it, look, is your 13th guy in the pen? Sure. It's fine. It's funny. We've watched a lot of bad 13th guys in the book. I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, that's fine. I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. Uh, do your thing, Slider. We're 41 minutes into the pod. The next 25 minutes are yours on Slider Guy or whatever the hell you want. Don't go to me. I'm not I'm kidding. Slider Guy. Go ahead. I don't even yeah. know his name. I don't know his name. I know he's Slider Eric guy. Yulman. Eric Very Yulman. Uh, very excited. Um, so I'm giving you this time. Go ahead. So, um, okay. I... I, I promise you, like I, I know in the past, I, I've, I've gone over the top sometimes. I've been been known to do that in, in the past. And I'm trying, nah, I'm trying my best not to do that anymore. So trying to temper expectations. And that's probably fair because this kid's like, you know, whatever. He's a, a rookie last year that had a poor year. <laughs> um, <laughs> but here's what I love is he had a 50%. <laughs> You're going to go, but he's the next Ryan Matson. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> not not a slider guy. You know what I mean? Like just come up with like, but I think he's the next Trevor Hoffman, and he's going to yes. be the greatest reliever we ever seen. Could be, it could be Mariano. Um, no, but so he had like a fifty percent whiff rate on a slider last year, and he threw it about twenty percent of the time. Meanwhile, his fastballs are uh, got kind of lit up a little bit. So the uh, the Phillies, being the team they are, like I'm sure they saw you know, 50% whiff rate on a freaking slider. And they were like, okay, we'll increase that usage to 40 some percent. Uh, we'll mix in our patented Phillies cutter at this point, which is what they do now is they just have guys throw cutters. But we and, and he throws, he throws 95 to 97. Um, he struck out Nick Castellanos this year on a slider. So which, you're heading towards new, new Mo that you were the Mario Rivera thing. That, that really is the end game of this. No, 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 no. I think, I think, I think he can, I think he has the ability to work his way into high leverage innings. Like, cool. I didn't, I wasn't a Bilotti guy, you know, and the fact that he was taking down big innings for this team, I thought was massive. So like, I think we need to start putting him like, I think starting the season, like 
I think people are going to think he is in the eight to ten in the bullpen. I think he's going to end up. Oh, I think he's like. Yeah, I was going to say fifth. I, like, I think if I were to order my bullpen guys now, and I, and obviously, you know, they might see it differently, but it's it's Sir Anthony Alvarado. Um, Sir Anthony Alvarado won two without a doubt. And then, I mean, I, I mean, Kimbrell's going to be three in terms of, of where I'll be put. I don't know if he'd be there for me, but Kimbrell will be three. But then it's Bilotti and Brogdon for me. Like, those are my next two guys in some order. Probably Brogdon Bilotti, but they're right there. And Strom, you know, we haven't seen, but I think he's right there too. Strom, those are, Strom better be those there. Are, those are your six, though, right? Like, those are, yeah. at least going into the season, I think those are your six dudes that you count the most on, I think, outside yeah. of young guys who have to prove. So, and just looking at his stuff, um, I think the slider's really good. I think this pitch is going to be tough to to kind of, I think, I just think it's, it's nasty. It's 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 Bellotti-ish, you know. But um, the thing is with his sl- he throws the sinker, you know, because he has a traditional sinker uh, arm slot. He looks like he should be able to develop more depth to it. So we'll see if they can work on it a little bit. They can get him in the the pitching lab or whatever. Um, but like the thing that has me the most excited about it is like it's such a such like a, a raise and and Dodgers move where you just like. You steal a guy. The guy was a rookie last year for the Cubs. He had a 280 RA and AAA the year before. Like he, uh, he, he uh, the righties hit I think two two hundred again, two ten against him. Um, you know he's he's young and it just feels like an asset that he kind of just stole from the Cubs. And the Cubs have, you know, they've been bad in the last couple of years. But I think they're they the one thing that they are doing well is developing some pitchers and, and guys that have some stuff. So. I don't know. Just screams like a thing that Ani and and smart teams do. So uh, how many how great is it that the Phillies like do smart stuff? Like the dude, last just, year and a half, for the first time in the like six years we've done this podcast or five and a half, whatever it is, we've like we keep being like, oh, this seems like a seems like a thing smart teams do. <laughs> it just feels so foreign. It's great, dude. It's so exciting. Yeah. Well, like and, we and, talked and, about the the army guy. Uh, what is his name? Noah. Noah. Yeah, no song like that. That's the kind of stuff smart teams do. Like we're seeing so many of these things along the way where we're like, wow, like that's something the Rays would do. That's something the Dodgers would do. Like it's it. I I want to like emphasize how freaking cool that feels to me because I feel like we've asked for it so many times. Like we're just I don't want it to be casual that we're just like that's the thing smart teams do and the Phillies are doing it. It's pretty cool. Well, even like Bilotti. I mean, Bilotti yeah. was signed as like a minor league free agent or whatever. They turned him into a, a, a legitimate option. And and one guy I think that we're not uh, talking about as, as a member of this. Bull- like, here's my thing. I think after Strom, like Strom's going to be in the bullpen. Bilotti, Brogdon, uh, Sir Anthony, Alvarado, uh, Kimbrell, Kimbrell. And, and Alvarado. Like, those are the six. I think everyone down from that point down, it's going to be rotating. Um, and I think this kid's going to be a part of it. Uh, the Luis Ortiz kid, they they picked up off waivers from the Giants. I like a lot. Um, I, I, I actually do. Like I, I know you do. Trust me, I know you do, buddy. I know you. I can see it on your face right now. Ah, he's got something. He's got something. <laughs> he's got something. It's, it's his slider. He's got a slider curveball combo that I think they can work with and make better. So uh, he's got to look out for. But a guy that we don't bring up as as really a member of this bullpen that I think has a chance to have an a really, really good year is his Coonrod. I mean, the guy uh, two years ago was pretty good for this bullpen. Now um, gets, gets fully healthy coming off the injury. Like doesn't get talked about as, as being a key member because I think people don't totally trust him, but there are stretches during 21 where he's just like lights out. Um, and people thought he could be the closer. So, you know, maybe another year, you know, removed cutter working in there. 
Coonrod could work his way up there. So yeah, it's a great so, point. Drew Baker, Coonrod, this kid, Luis Ortiz, Griff McGarry, Nick Nelson. Um, no, but it's good until you did Nick. It's good. It's dudes. Get some dudes. Just get and a I'm, bunch of dudes, especially in, in modern we, baseball. So we always talk about, right? We talk about these teams with depth that keep bringing, like the Braves, just like bring a guy up. He pitches, you know, 10 innings for them in a couple of weeks and then goes back down on this. And they just, they just have guys. And it's starting to, you need starter guys too. Um, but I think it's really important. All right. Last thing I got baseball wise. And then, you know, I'm guessing there's not much in the take bag, but um, don't doubt me. I mean, I hope there's not. We're 48 minutes in. Uh, Correa. <laughs> I mean, Carlos Correa, buddy. I, he is still not signed at this moment. We did a whole pod being like, oh, Steve, big balls going. And he is credit. You know, he tried to do it. Um, this is a wild situation. Like, I don't ever remember. We talked about when it happened. I don't ever remember um, a situation like that where a team announced it and it was this big thing. And we've seen a few of those, like Frank Gore with the Eagles oh, and, and what's in the uh, and, and Aaron Judge. But that was like that night, and it was it was John Heyman saying it. This is the team saying, "Hey, we're signing Carlos Correa. This is happening." Like everyone in the world saying it. And then it's like, "Oh, it's not happening." Um, and now for this to happen again, pretty wild, man. Pretty wild. I. Oh. I I hope it doesn't work out where the Mets end up getting him cheaper and it ends up working out for the Mets, which is where I feel like this is trending. So I don't love it, but pretty well. Well, here's the thing is that I think it's hilarious how like Steve Cohen's like, Oh, we're getting a difference maker here. He's, he's the missing piece. And like Correa's great. I mean, Correa's awesome. Um, But going from that to, we have concerns about the medical, like there's gotta be something really going on like to go from yes I mean, or even them so i, I really i Especially think because comb was like i don't even care we're good like we we trust it like they, he made public comments about it and for two teams to not sign this guy i mean that says something dude yeah i i think it, it ends up he signs like for four years or five years i agree i agree or there's and some think- sort of con- a, a team opt out maybe it could be something like that where the team can opt out after a certain there, there's going to be something there's gonna be something, um, and you know if you're a Mets fan, there's a little party. Like, I know if we sign him long term, it's gonna be a disaster. Like, yeah. there's there's got to be a little part where you're like, eh, he's great, maybe for four years, you know. Um, so it's funny. I uh, I think he's gonna be a Met though, regardless. I and, do too, and they'll be good, and, and they'll be good, and whatever. He's gonna torch yeah. us. And I look and, if anyone can get the most money out of the Mets in this situation, it's Scott Boris. So do your things. Yeah, yeah, do your thing. Do your thing. All right, what do you got in the take um, bag? What do I have in the take bag? Uh, uh, let's let's just let's slider guy, that. but we did that. Oh, um, uh, is Schwarber gonna bat closer to two fifty next year with no shift? Like this? Oh, so ooh, so, I, so we have not talked enough about that. Like I I I liked um, like Joey Gallo, like those type of players who are kind of like lost. Like those are the guys I would have thought about. To, and he didn't. It's not a fit here right now. But I think there are guys who have historically been kind of, you know, pushed to the side because of this, who could have, you know, real, like, I don't know if it'll be, I mean, that would be what a, a, a 30 or 40 point jump in average. That might be a little high, but I think like a 20 point jump in average, something, I think it's going to make a difference. I really do. Well, the one thing that was making me think about it is that if you're Kyle Schwarber, I think, I think for the last four years or whatever, he's kind of like, listen, I can't get through the shift anyway, because I'm not fast enough. Um, I'll just try to hit the ball over the fence. So I wonder if there's a part of Schwarber that's like the right side's kind of opened up now. He gets back to being like at Indiana and coming up. Like yeah, he was always he was a, 
He was a good hitter, a good pure hitter. So I wonder if he sacrifices a bit of the power for more base hits this year. Because like I think it's gonna be easier for him to 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 hit him rather than the last couple of years where there's like a freaking third baseman playing. In, it's a really in- good point. It's a really interesting point, man. I dig it. So um, we'll see. Um, you know, Gene's gonna kill us, man. Like oh, you know, I know. it I was know. crushing. Like I'm very happy with Trey Turner. There was a part of me that's like, well, damn it. Like I know. I'm gonna miss I'm gonna Gene, mi- man. I'm gonna miss the players are gonna miss him. And I think you saw that in the I think that was another thing in the yearbook that you saw, like the way those guys reacted, to Gene, every time, you know, even early on in the season, they showed him in a homer and everyone in the dugouts just getting so excited as he's looking in, like the dude was infectious. It was clear. And then you saw it in like um the Instagram thing where all the, the players were doing the crying faces and I'll miss you and all that. Like it felt real. It felt like the connection that that Gene had in that locker room was, was a real thing and a, a meaningful thing. So I'm with you. I think they're going to miss him. If nothing else, certainly behind the scenes. And you know what? I'm going to miss having Jimmy cigarettes on the team. Like that was a fun freaking nickname. I love James cigarette, Jimmy Sigs, James cigarellos. Like I loved having fun with it. It's all gone. It's a shame. Well, was, I mean, that was your nickname back in the day. It you was. know, it was a good it little was. throwback. Good That's little throwback for me. you. They called me Jimmy yeah. cigarellos. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is a, this is a direct message to the entire fan base. When Gene returns, give him a real standing. Oh, uh, big time. Just give we him a will. Real standing we in. will. I don't think you need to do that. I, I feel very confident they will. Not like the uh, not like the double or whatever. The 200. Oh, no, where... well, that was that was silly. I think people really will. though. I think people appreciate it. That was the silliest. That was the, the funniest thing. So funniest part of his whole tenure with that. The funniest thing that happened the entire time he was here with anyone was that. Moment. It was the best. Um, yeah, I'm going to miss Gene. And like the, the, the thing I miss the most about Gene is remember like how mad he would get if someone walked in front of him. Like if they, oh, if yeah. they walk the guy in front of him to get to him, he was always walking it off. Like if I could, yeah. if I could well, find the, a way to, hey, and, the, and that we saw in the playoffs too. It's so good. It's so yeah. good. Uh, so gonna miss Gene. And, uh, yeah, I wish him the best except against us, obviously in Miami. And then final thing here, uh, congratulations to, or I mean, uh, congratulations, I think to Jim Salisbury, um, who is it a grand Do we know, is he going somewhere new? Well, no, I just, I mean, he's, I mean, I think he's re- what a run. Leaving, retiring. What a run. Whatever. What, whatever he's doing, what a run, man. I mean, the Dean of Phillies baseball. Yeah. And, uh, the real ones remember me getting out alpha uh, by Jim Salisbury my first time. I think we actually it, had someone in the chat. If yeah, I think it's the top. There we go. Yeah, Shout Jersey out to Jersey. Josh, J- yeah. yeah, Jersey Josh. Of course, I should have known. Uh, Jim Jim Salisbury needs to out alpha Jack one more time. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who could forget? I couldn't. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Much. So um, I'm going to miss Jim. I love his coverage. I love his tweets. Uh, I love his articles. I love his, love. Love like the three times a year where he gets into it with, <laughs> yeah, like Nick Castellanos. We'll never forget that one, buddy. Or Girardi and um down in uh, Dunedin with with Gene a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. Um, so I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss uh, Jim, and I, I hope that he's covering Phil's baseball somewhere if he wants or doing whatever he wants to do. Um, I'm gonna miss Jim. Uh, there's nothing funnier. Like he would always just give me crap about stuff, and it was just like. Yeah, yeah, like this is it's it, 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 looking at it, me, you know, it's like, holy crap, like that's Jim Salisbury, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like it's a bit like this guy's messing with me 
you know, that's funny, but also like, holy cow, that shit's out there. So, yeah. um, gonna miss him. Hopefully, he's covering Phil's baseball and uh, good luck in whatever whatever he's doing. Yeah, and uh, you know, as both of us have have interacted with Jim, have talked to him, like, couldn't be a nicer dude. Like, he's an awesome guy. He's always been willing to come on our shows and and all that kind of stuff. Like, just a a really really great guy. And and again, to the point you made before, like, you know, offense to anyone else who covers the Phillies. The Phillies have a great group of journalists. Like. Jim was the dean. He was the the number one dude. Like he is the the king of the Phillies beat. Um, so it's gonna be really weird if he's not on it. And uh, but if he's you know either way, if he's happy, I'm happy. But um, you know, hopefully he ends up somewhere else covering the Phillies beat because it certainly won't be the same without him. All right, you got any final thoughts, Fritzy? <sighs> final thoughts. Um, Dombrowski talked today where it seems like all the major moves are kind of done, which is sad. You know, it was a I bummer. It was a bummer to hear. Used to this time, really free agency to start to ramp up. Um, but yeah, that's they all right. made like, none of their signings yet. The last yeah, uh, that's all right. Um, but either way, uh, we'll we'll figure out stuff to talk about. I think uh, so. Yeah, we'll figure out stuff and hopefully get back on our once a week schedule up until. Uh, I mean, well, we haven't so. been bad. We just did. We're on vacation for one week. Like, one, week off. one week. One week. Start getting tweets. You guys are you do serious? A all right, yo. All right, High Hopes history, we've been amazing. All right, we've gone like weeks at a time in the offseason before. So, you know, you're welcome. Thank you very we're much. Back. I, yeah, we're, we're back. back. We're, yeah, we're, we're here weekly. We took off for Christmas. Sorry for taking off a week. Um, we didn't even take off for Christmas, New Year's, whatever. Either way, um, I had a final thought and I lost it because I just got so frustrated right there, Jack. I was so frustrated that people right. give us crap for that. It makes me, it makes me upset, Jack. It, it, this point, right. it kills my soul. You're right. You're right. You know what? It probably wasn't anything that great anyway. Beer. He's Fritz and Seltzer. See you later. <laughs>